at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. 7.42, you are with SFM. It's the Saturday edition of the JSB. How's it? I'm Michelle Constant. Don't forget, if you'd like to get hold of us, you can WhatsApp us. You can also follow us on X or Twitter at SAFM Radio or at Mish Constant. And uh, you're welcome to SMS us as well. But SMS rates apply, so perhaps WhatsApp's a better deal. SMS 41391. So I have to say, when I heard the news yesterday, um, I was waiting in an airport to fly back to Joburg, and I took... <gasps> A breath of shock. The news that Alexei Navalny, who is the Russian opposition leader, died in an Arctic jail, or if he has died, there's question around that, but apparently has died in a Russian prison. The prison service say that he died after a walk. He, of course, is the major opposition leader. And the story, of course, you can follow him in a very, very interesting documentary. I think it is called Alexei Navalny. And uh, he, of course, was um, on a plane back from Siberia at some point and um, was injected with Novochik, which was the USSR um, drug, and uh, was basically dying on the plane and, and somehow managed to get off the plane into Berlin um, and where they were able to get uh, him medical treatment. He then returned, nevertheless, to Russia, knowing that he would be taken and uh, taken to jail uh, as uh, the opposition, and that's exactly what happened. He was in one of the Gulag jails right up in the Arctic, so uh, can't have been a, a pleasant place at all. Apparently, he was um, still cheery the day before. There's some great uh, audio recordings of him giving shtick to one of the judges who he was talking to, and the following day, he was dead. To talk a bit more about it, Ambassador Dr. Kingsley Makubela. Always great to be chatting to you, Dr. Makubela. Uh, he risk analysis at uh, Risk Recon and former diplomat. Dr. Marco Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Where does this position us geopolitically, not us South African, but globally with the death of Alexei Navalny uh, in this jail? Michelle, it's, um, it's always tragic for a 47-year-old uh, to die in confinement, in prison, yeah. it, it, it's, um, it raises a lot of question about uh, any state that is responsible for imprisonment of such people. It would have uh, raised similar concerns here. Uh, but the manner in which it has been uh, taken around the world and, and raised, it's quite, you're quite correct, it's indicative of the global divide that we've seen. And, and the West uh, has, has really elevated this uh, to very prominent uh, position, rightfully so or wrongfully so, I, I don't know, and I'll leave that to a lot of people to make a determination, because uh, you would have seen his wife, Yulia, mm. went to address the, the, the Munich Security Forum, which is a, a forum that reviews uh, uh, the security around Europe and the United States and so on. So it has, it has uh, assumed a prominence of uh, huge proportion, uh, so to say, Michelle. You know, Dr. Makubela, it's so interesting that you raised that speech that she made yesterday. Um, our producer and myself were just talking about having watched it and trying to imagine what that must be like, that A, you hear the news that your husband is dead, you, of course, don't have 110% proof 
he is in a prison in the Arctic. And um, what you must feel for yourself, for your children, and quite correctly, as she said, is that this falls on the country of Russia, the president himself, and the way forward from here. For someone like her, it must be absolutely, I can't think of, of too many things that are worse than that. You know, it's um, it's really um, quite a lesson to see somebody who's supposed to be grieving and attending a, a conference. She must be a very brave uh, person to do that. But I didn't say that, uh, Michelle. You know, I like to say <clears throat> uh, Navalny rose to prom- prominence in the early 2000. That's right, yeah. Uh, through his blog, you know, he used to fly drones in, in some of the areas that he says, or properties that he says are owned by oligarchs and, and President uh, uh, Putin. And, and that, that uh, blog that he was running assumed a very huge uh, proportion, and, and it was viewed around the world and so on. But the unfortunate part, uh, some of the pictures I remember at that stage of uh, the properties that he was claiming they belonged to uh, President Putin, they turned out to be state-owned entities. So he, yeah. he was quite brave to fly blo- um, drones in, the, in yeah. these areas. And of course, he touched uh, Ronev, uh, really exposing some of the most wealthy oligarchs within uh, the Russian Federation, yeah, but he's, uh, he was not a politician, actually. He was raising these issues and saying that Russia is ruled by crooks and criminals. He had a very famous catchphrase that attracted a lot of attention, particularly given the global divide yeah. from uh, Washington and so on. And, and, and um, later on, he became part of the opposition party that sees itself as a liberal party. And and this uh, party was called Yobloko. And and in 2000, and, uh, I think it was in 2007, he was expelled from uh, Yobloko because uh, Yobloko thought that he was an extremist nationalist mm. who did not espouse uh, the liberal values of what they were trying to articulate. So, so there was, th- that I recall from very early in the 2000s, it seems that he shifted his, his, his view over the years. Is that correct? He shifted his views over the years and to start to become a, a, his nationalist posture that he was taking. That was, you know, the liberal values, they don't sell in the, in the Russian situation. Yeah. Uh, any political parties that comes out there and espouses some liberal values of the uh, uh, they, as we tend to understand them, it doesn't sell. It's the same here. If you look at uh, political parties on the left spectrum of the divide, uh, they attack liberalism and so mm. on. So I think he then shifted that, given the mood and, and, and the, 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 the prominence of political inclination in Russia. But, but having been kicked out there, you know, he continued to, uh, really attacked uh, the Russian government and, and really coming up with what he thought were really serious mm-hmm. qualities and the concentration of wealth within the Russian. As you know, the definition of oligarchy yes. is the concentration of wealth 
among few individuals. And those oligarchy that are there in the, in the Russian Federation are purported to have accumulated their wealth through the distribution of uh, 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 wealth that used to belong to the Soviet Union. I mean, there are a lot of mm. people that are really accused for that. But, you know, at the same time, uh, Michel, Russia started to take a very confrontation position towards him, saying that he's a, a puppet of the West and he's a, an agent of the CIA. I remember there was a video circulated at one stage in the, in the social media at that time, uh, purporting to catch him discussing uh, some uh, funding with a, a, an MI6 uh, agent where he was demanding between 20 and uh, between 10 and 20 million per year to start a revolution in Russia. And that really gave some uh, Russian authority uh, the prominence to say person is a representative of foreign agents. As to whether that was true, it's something that remains to be seen. No one really can independently confirm if the video mm. was indeed true and so on. And given the polarized uh, atmosphere, atmosphere within the Russian, when he was poisoned, and, and, and really he moved to Germany. And, and he was then uh, inspected by the German military. And they made a determination at that stage that the type of uh, uh, the poison that was used, the nerve poison that was used, was called... Uh, uh, Ambassador, we're going to have to hold you to go to a break, and we'll come back from the break. Michelle Constant on SAFM. You are with SAFM 104 to 107. And we're getting some insights onto the death of Alexei Navalny, which has been announced, as Derek Harnikom actually tweeted right now to me, to say that unusually it was the Russian media itself that announced it. And I had um, queried yesterday whether uh, the media had heard this as well. Our guest is Ambassador Dr. Kingsley Makubela, who is um, a risk analysis and former diplomat. Dr. Makubela, I suppose one of the the questions that that I'm interested in, I feel like we have, um, as the taking uh, the the story, our approach to the ICJ demonstrates a certain um, North Star approach um, in many ways. And I'm wondering if what South Africa's response as the state should be to this. You know, I, I don't know how is the South African state going to respond to the outrage that you're seeing it, it's building and developing yeah. around the world. Um, but, but Michelle, if you want to juxtapose uh, this, I'm not trying to uh, really undermine the fact that uh, the loss of one individual, and particularly a political opponent, it's supposed to assume huge proportions. Yeah, you, you would have wanted to see at the Munich uh, security uh, dialogue really somebody who comes from the Palestinian to tell what exactly is going on. Ordinary yeah. women and children that are dying, uh, given the forum and the importance of that forum. But because, as you correctly stated right at the beginning, Michelle, given the geopolitical divide that exists, uh, this this really assumes this huge prominence. I don't know if the South African government would indeed want to take a position that really advocate uh, some level of saying the way abuse of human rights. Or censure. The government would take that. Uh, but it, it's concerning to everyone if anyone dies in prison. And, and yeah. It raises a lot of con- concern, particularly if that person is a political opponent. Uh, 
uh, it, it ought to really raise uh, as and, and raise uh, attention of uh, peace-loving people around the world. Yeah, it certainly does feel like there should be some form of censure, but that um, is my personal um, uh, opinion. I suppose as well, Ambassador, that what this is going to demonstrate is um, the strengthening of a multipolar world as opposed to um, simply global north, global south. It, it's true. Uh, I think that uh, you're quite correct, Michelle, that there's this new world emerging, and it's emerging in terms of the perception and ideas of people. It hasn't actualized as such that we need to have a multipolar world that looks at uh, a broader global issues and the interests of the global community, as opposed to uh, the dominance of the unipolar that it, 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 it we see now. That it's uh, willingly imposes sanction and it takes position based on their own interests not a global interest. That's a broader perspective. There's a global discussion that is it, taking place around the world. And the ideas that are starting to emerge as to what are the issues that ought to factor into this uh, multipolar world? Uh, are we talking a multipolar or bipolar world? Those are issues that uh, a lot of uh, people are grappling around the world to try to define. Because quite honestly, Michelle, the unipolar dominance is it's losing momentum. And there's a new world order that is emerging. This emerging new world order is not controlled and no one can tell. But it starts to assume a position of them and us, which is mm. a bit of a problem. It may take us to the Cold War era, uh, exacerbated, of course, by some of the behaviors in some of the countries, particularly where democracy is not that mature. But there's a challenge also in mature democracies. I mean, you've been watching the spectacle of how Donald Trump is taken from one court to the other and how the public perception in the United States sees him because the perception still thinks that he should be the president. So you're starting to see a rupture in terms of uh, some of these well-developed democracies, same as in India. You started yeah. to see challenges to the dominance of the Hindus and so on by other Muslim groups and starting to raise questions and questioning uh, the democratic value of the country. And this is one of the most mature democracies, I mean, India. So there's a new world order that is starting to emerge. And, and, and I'm glad and I'm really proud, Michelle, that I'm part of an a think tank institution based in Washington, that we're starting to do a research around what new world order we're thinking about. That and is less... As, as, so I, very quickly, because I know we're going to go into news in about two minutes, I was going to say, given the work that you're doing in risk analysis you must be looking at such interesting scenarios right now given the shifts and changes that we're seeing globally i mean what you know the mention of um, a possible return to cold war war um, i want to say antics but the antics is the wrong word but you must be following some fascinating scenarios right now with regards to that michelle there are there are a lot of things that one is trying to analyze on a daily basis i mean the other day i was sure. looking for a statement by the defense minister of Turkey, who's uh, also the head of the uh, general staff, saying literally, people are talking of the Third World War. He says, we are in the Third World War in all earnest. And this coming from a very senior military leader, it, it, raises, our, uh, it raises our concern as to what are these characteristics of the Third World War. And, and the tension that is building, you can feel it, yeah, uh, Michelle, is that the build-up across it's something that we need to look at moving forward. And my biggest fear, as I say, Michelle, 
it's always the possibility of a failed world war and the propensity of powerful countries to unleash military attacks against each other without any regard for their entire humanity. Wow, Dr. Ambassador, Dr. Ambassador, Ambassador, Doctor, whichever one you want. (laughs) Ambassador, Dr. Kingsley Makubela, we say thank you so much for uh, making the time and just uh, shifting lenses, keeping us uh, in the conversation. We appreciate it enormously. Thank you very much, Michelle. That is Dr. Kingsley Mokubela. He is a risk analyst at Risk Recong. He's also a former diplomat, which brings in the ambassador. And don't forget, if you've got uh, comments you'd like,